Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Are you ready to take full control of your physical, emotional, and spiritual health? Are you ready to experience great success in your life? Health Talk with Dr. Diane M.D. will teach you the tools and strategies to help you take control of your health and inspire you to live your best life. Now here is your host, Dr. Diane A. Thompson, M.D. All right, so we are so excited to welcome Dr. Jarrett to our show. And as I mentioned at the top of the hour, Dr. Jarrett is a board-certified pediatrician. He's also the author of this book. And I told him at the the beginning that I I read this while I was on the bus going to and from a location and, and just was intrigued. The book is called License to Live a primer for, uh, to rebuilding your life after your career is shattered. And you have this very interesting story to share. So first of all, let me welcome you to the show. Thank you very much. It's, I feel very welcome. I Good. appreciate the opportunity. Awesome. awesome. All right. Now, you wrote this book, and uh, we're going to talk about some of the challenges that took you to the place of having to write this book to begin with. But I, I want our audience to actually get to know you a little bit. So first of all, where, where were you born? I was born in New Haven, Connecticut. Ah, okay. Not too far. I'm in New York, so, so I know Connecticut very well. And now you're a pediatrician. At what point in your life did you decide that you wanted to be a doctor and specifically you wanted to be a pediatrician? Well, the funny part of it is that as a young child, I always wanted to be a truck driver. I thought driving trucks was just the best occupation. You get to sit behind the big tractors and wheel down the road. And it wasn't until I was in middle school to high school when I decided that I was really interested in the sciences and thought that pursuing medicine may be the way to go. So I went off to study chemistry at Xavier University of Louisiana. Mm. And it was at that point, I decided to take the pre-medical track. Okay. And once graduating from Xavier, I did get accepted into Case Western Reserve Medical School in Cleveland, Ohio, Mm -hmm. and went to obtain my medical degree. So, by the way, Case Western is a very prominent and well-respected medical school. So, <laughs> yes, uh, I, I was very that. fortunate and uh, still still love the fact that I attended that school. Wonderful. And then, pedi- pediatrician, what what made you choose peds? Well, I thought everything in medicine was interesting, from psychiatry to Uh, surgery and delivering babies. And in those days, the students got to help deliver babies. Uh, Not quite the way it is now. (laughs) However, uh, all those things were interesting, but it it didn't really appeal to me. I didn't feel that draw. Mm. And it wasn't until the beginning of my fourth year in medical school that I looked back at everything and said, oh, this is all interesting. But the very first rotation 
that I took was in pediatrics. And I didn't want to overestimate my liking of the rotation simply because it was the first time we were out in the hospitals. Mm -hmm. I ultimately looked back on that entire year and said, pediatrics is what I enjoyed the most. It was the interaction with the children and the parents and the fact that children really got better quickly based upon their youth. And so a combination of all those things is what really drew me into pediatrics. And uh, after graduation, I ran out to uh, NYU in Bellevue to complete my residency. Awesome. And uh, you completed your residency. You started working in peds. Was at any point, did you say to yourself, oh, this is not what I want? Or, or did you really realize that this, this is it for you? It was an immediate click through all the pediatric training and then getting out and practice. I knew working with families, particularly families in underserved communities, and really helping uh, keep children healthy is exactly what I wanted to do. I knew general pediatrics was the way to me. I did not want to get into fellowship training or any additional specialties. I just knew that taking care of kids and their families uh, was the exact calling for me. And that's the best kind of doctor you want, is one who is actually practicing the area of medicine that they really, really are passionate about. Now, here you are, loving what you do, doing well at it, and, and actually, you had some role in administration as well, right? Yes, over time, I actually went from a medical director of a clinic that oversaw two doctors and two nurse practitioners. And with time, that practice grew both in number of children that we served as well as providers. And we ended up having about eight physicians and over eight nurse practitioners in that program. But the leadership didn't stop there. It actually went on into being the division chief of general pediatrics. And ultimately, I was asked to be the president of the medical staff of an eight-hospital system. Wow. So, you know, at least on the outside, it looked like you were living this dream life, right? The career you want, a lot of leadership responsibilities, and doing well, and then things changed. What happened? You're exactly right. I was living both up to my leadership potential as well as still continuing to serve families. And I thought I was living within my purpose, doing exactly what I needed to do to to fulfill my dream as a pediatrician and a professional. However, one day I had a meeting with one of the hospital attorneys, whom I met with quite often, being one of the senior physicians in the hospital system, and he came to tell me that with a look of anguish on his face, he said, said, um, Jared, I hate to tell you this, but you're under investigation. I said, under investigation? Uh, what are you talking about? What does this mean? And he proceeded to show me some Facebook pictures of a woman uh, and asked me if I recognized her. And I said, no, I didn't recognize her at the time. I didn't even have Facebook I said, uh, no, I don't know who she is. And he said, well, apparently you saw her and her infant son a couple of weeks ago, and she's claiming that you were inappropriate in the exam room with her and wants to go to the police and press charges. Wow. Wow. 
<laughs> what was going through your mind? Oh my goodness. Everything stopped. We were sitting in one of our newer office buildings uh, where all the meeting rooms were in glass walls. And I felt like I was in a vacuum. Everything started to become distant to me. I felt alone. I felt abandoned. I, I didn't really hear much else that they said to me at that time. And it was a feeling that I couldn't believe after all that I had given to the community, to the families, to the hospital system, for someone to just come up and make up a story to betray me was just unbelievable. When you left there, and I'm presuming you had a conversation with your wife in the book, you mentioned that your wife is a nurse or was a nurse. She is still a nurse, right? How do you have that conversation? The whole way this this happened it was it was amazing because i did have to go home from my post and was placed on a leave uh while the police did their investigation and i had to go home and talk to my wife and say hey this had a pretty bad day today this is what happened luckily she is a tremendous supporter of me she has been throughout me as a professional as a person and uh, without her, I don't know how I would have made it through this situation. Quite frankly, she really was able to help rally me and bring me out of the fog, knowing that we had to fight this and take action to show everyone that this was not the case. And for those of you who are just joining us, uh, welcome to Health Talk with Dr. Diane MD. I'm talking with Dr. Jared. Uh, he's a board-certified pediatrician and the author of the book, License to Live, a primer to rebuilding your life after your career is shattered. And um, as I said to him, I read the book, the entire book, and realized that this was not just for physicians. There are, And that's why I wanted him on this show. I always feel like when you go through something, there is a process. You figured out a way to rebuild and someone else can learn that process. And I thought, you know, this is a major fall. Here you are successful. Many people see uh, physicians as one of the most successful careers out there, right? And you are doing well, having your leadership position and this is what you're accused of. And, you know, uh, we're saying that we know that right now there's this big Me Too movement where, you know, women who have been affected by different types of sexual behaviors uh, from men, they're coming forward and talking about it. But one of the things that we sometimes don't see is the other side, that there are some men who are accused wrongfully, right? And it really destroys them. Now, I wonder... You know, sometimes when we go through things, something like this, where one day you're fine and the next day, you know, there's this fall. What did it teach you about yourself? It showed me that there was an incredible strength within. And it also showed me the things that are truly important in my life. Often as professionals or physicians, we identify with our position and everything about that position that I had or that title as physician or president of the medical staff was taken from me. My medical licenses were stripped from me. My DEA license was stripped from me. 
My board of pediatric certification was also in jeopardy. So all of these things were happening and I hadn't even had a chance to make a statement yet. Wow. And, and that's something we don't realize, right? When accusations, especially when it comes to doctors, you lose a lot of things even before you have a chance to defend yourself. Now, you were going to say something and I interrupted you. The only thing about that is that you lose all of these things and it's very hard to get them back. So I went through a process of about 16 months of time in which I was fighting, trying to get my medical licenses back. It ultimately went to my arrest, and I was out on bail for the majority of that time. And ultimately, I did receive my medical licenses back. In fact, the, the uh, Board of Medicine did their investigation and sent my medical license back even before I had my criminal trial. And it was very clear what was going on both to me and the jury uh, in that criminal trial that I was fully exonerated and was able to walk out of there. However, the damage had been done from the initial assault. And as I was saying about being a professional or having that title and living in the identity of that title, when that title gets stripped away, it's very easy to have yourself feel like you are no longer a human or you're no longer a person because that piece of you has been taken away. However, I use it as an opportunity to dig deep within me and my wife and my children and my family and my friends and find all of those support systems that help keep me up during this time. And it helped me realize that, well, yes, having a successful career is something that everyone would like to have, but that's not the only thing in life. So there are much more to life as far as relationships and friendships that are much more important than your career. I'm so glad you said that. We've seen even here in New York where high profile doctors, uh, CEO of one of the Caribbean bakeries that we know here actually ended up committing suicide because, you know, many times we know that people feel so attached to whatever that title is or what, however people saw them. And when something comes along that threatens that, many times people don't have a sense of how do I handle that situation. So again, you know, good for you that you were able to sort that out, that when everything else was stripped away, that Dr. Jarrett you know, Jarrett, the person, uh, the, the husband and the, the father and all of that was still present. You know, uh, I wonder, though, you mentioned that your wife was very supportive. What about your colleagues? I know sometimes that can be tricky. So were people supportive? Were they avoiding you? Were they looking at you with an eye of suspicion? I mean, what was going on there? Due to the fact the way this is happening, and unless you've ever been in a criminal justice system before. You don't understand how, although the concept is innocent until proven guilty, the whole context around the criminal justice system is that you are guilty and then you have to prove yourself innocent. And in this case, I know that there were probably a handful of people that said, okay, they believed the news report and just went with that. There are also a number of people on the other side that knew that this wasn't true. And 
they, whether they had worked alongside of me or with me or had known me over the years, they knew this wasn't true. And many of them attempted to do what they could to support. However, when you're caught up in the bureaucracy of a large hospital system, it makes it difficult for anyone to reach out, even though they don't believe the allegations and didn't think they held any weight whatsoever. So that was something difficult for me to realize and and come to that point where, yes, there is a part of everything that although you have all these interpersonal relationships at work, those things tend to keep you going. However, when it comes to the corporation or the parent company, then it becomes just business and you are just an expendable individual like anyone else. And, And I will repeat, you mentioned you were exonerated. But, you know, here's one of the things. When, if someone who's other than a doctor, let's say, you know, you're a salesman, a watch salesman, and you're accused of something like this, while you wait out your trial, you could probably go work somewhere else as a watch salesman. But when you are a doctor and your license is removed or, you know, at risk of being removed, what do you do during this time as you're waiting how does uh, the family, you know, your livelihood is gone. So what do you do? What, what were you doing then? I took a lot of time to look at other possibilities. I tried to apply for factory jobs. I tried to apply for management jobs that weren't healthcare related. I even took measures to get my commercial driver's license. Maybe there's deep down that little child story I told <laughs> at the beginning uh-huh. really wanted to come back. So I actually started getting my commercial driver's license together in order to keep myself going. But after rejection, after rejection, after rejection, whatever the case may have been, I really didn't even make it in the front door of, of any of these places I applied in which to work. I knew that I had to continue to believe in myself and start myself over again and start myself over again for a bigger cause that became even a bigger purpose than I thought I was living previously. I've sometimes spoken with people in the past on interviews and they'll say, you know, they've been through something and they've started over and figured it out. And now just like you're doing teaching other people how to do it. And they'll often say, you know, maybe it wasn't only for me or so much for me, but this test became a testimony so I could help someone else as well. And you talked about starting over. How did you start? What did you do? Because I know there are other people who are experiencing, it may not have been this same thing, but a similar test. And they're looking to rebuild. So how did you start? Well, a lot of it was looking at my interests, my strengths, looking at my weaknesses as well, and combining all of these things into some of my core values. And one of my core values is, has always been to help people. And I knew I wanted to continue to help people. Over the time I was out trying to fight the, both the criminal charges and defend myself against the medical board, people brought to my attention stories from all across the country of similar things that happened to people both in health professions and without. And I knew how I felt in the beginning, how you feel so isolated, how you feel like you're the only person going through something so horrific and it couldn't possibly happen to anyone else. The truth of the matter is that it actually happens to 
quite a few people. And that is what led me to become a career restart and refresh coach because a lot of people go through these sudden career changes and it leads them down a very dark path. And you had alluded to it before. Sometimes it it ends up in suicide. But I am here to attest to those and to help them navigate their way back onto a career path that they are comfortable with, that the career that they always wanted to deserve, and show that there's something more than just a title or a profession to themselves. And you sort of shared some of these lessons, but I wonder, are there some specific lessons that you would say to someone going through the same thing? The first thing is to believe in yourself. You must believe in yourself because there are going to be times where people may not believe in you, whether it's big as the judge and the jury that had to listen to my story or the community that you're around or perhaps your faith community. Any of these things can really work against you if if you're not keeping yourself in in the right mindset. So the first thing you have to do is believe in yourself. Additionally, one of the biggest things that helped me was to make sure you were surrounding yourself with your supporters and your core group of people. And that would include your family, your friends, those that will help motivate you. Perhaps even having a coach along the way can help open your vision. Because particularly as physicians, we come into the core and many professionals do when they have advanced professional training. You get into your flow of your everyday work life and you're doing what you're supposed to do. You're doing it at a very high level. You're achieving, you're succeeding, and you don't almost get into a narrow tunnel vision-like focus where you can't see everything along the horizon. So taking that step back to see everything that's on the horizon will help you understand that you actually have a place bigger on this earth than it's just in that narrow focus of your traditional career. Excellent. Now, I'm curious, by the way, with the accuser, did anything come of that? No. Uh, after she walked, you know, walked away from the courthouse and, you know, I never heard from her again, the presumption is that there could be a civil suit or something because it, it seemed pretty apparent that this was all about money in the first place. Wow. And unfortunately, I'll just have to wait and see it. Although it's been a couple of years since the criminal trial, I don't even know what the statute of limitations are for for a civil suit. So there could be something anyway. However, I don't let those things slow me down or hold me back because I know what happened in that exam room that day. And it certainly was nothing sexual. It certainly was nothing that was uh, illegal or even offensive to anyone. So I know what the truth of the matter is, and I'm comfortable with that truth. And I will continue to help others because really there's not a week that goes by that someone contacts me with a sudden career issue or a sudden change in their heart or their desire to work a full career that I'm able to, to help people on a completely different scale that really translates to to helping even more people than I did when I was seeing 
patients individually day by day. And, you know, it's, it's really a shame that, A, you can, with accusation, can get your career totally destroyed, especially for medicine, because, you know, a, a physician myself, I know you spend so many years. <laughs> it's a major sacrifice in terms of time and money and, and, and just to have it gone, you know, with accusations. And then to still, in a sense, I know you're, you've moved along and you're doing bigger things, but it's still, in a sense, being held a little bit hostage because you don't really know what's to come. You know, I just find that that's, that's really sad that uh, our system is set up that way. You mentioned that you, you are now helping people. So tell me, for those who are listening in, what type of people do you help and what, you know, what, what sort of help do you offer? So one of the things that I love to do the most is work individually, one-on-one with an individual who is going through a career change. I have worked with healthcare professionals, whether they're nurses, pharmacists, other physicians, also work with people outside of the healthcare industry. And the key to all of their stories, whether they are dramatic and and involved uh, maybe a medical board action or not, is that they have done what they could do in this career that they presently have, and they don't feel fulfilled in the way that they want to. So it's almost like they have plateaued in their career and are looking for something else. A lot of the individuals that I've helped also have had some sort of black eye, so to speak, on on their career, whether it had been a uh, mistake that they made in their career or perhaps had, I've helped several people that have been in the same situation as me that actually had a negative action placed against their medical license uh, in a temporary manner. So helping people understand that there's so much more than that license or that certification and taking a moment to step back, because although it feels like the biggest assault on you when you're being treated in a, in a criminal-like fashion against whether it's a medical board or the FCC or you name your certifying body, it feels like such a penalty against you and it's taking a part of you away. It's something that you can move on from. It's something that you can rise again and you can achieve to new heights that you never even dreamed of before because you weren't put in that situation. And, you know, I I am so sorry that you've had to go through all of this. But again, sometimes it is that test that becomes a testimony that is therefore able to help others. Because I, you know, I, the truth is, if someone had said, you know, leave your job and do what you're doing now, you probably, you'd say, are you crazy? But, you know, here you are helping people to repair and rebuild because you've had to go through the same thing. I often love to leave my listeners with a tip of the week. You've shared so much already, but I wonder in terms of, again, rebuilding. And again, the book is called License to Live, a Primer to Rebuilding Your Life After Your Career is Shattered. In terms of rebuilding, if you were to say the single most important thing, what would that be? Really, first and foremost would be get reconnected with your faith. That in and of itself shows you that, yes, you're a human, you're here on this earth, 
but there is an entire universe out there waiting for you to do great things. And if you have faith in yourself, you have faith in your God, you will go to places you just never would believe. Wonderful. And, and share with our listeners where they can contact you to work with you or just to see what you have out there and even to get this book. Yes, uh, you can go to my website at www.drjarrett.com. Spell out the word doctor, J-A, two R's, E, one T. And if you would like, you could even have one of my uh, audio books. It's a free audio book I have out there for all of your listeners. Five Essential Strategies to Get Your Career Back on Track. You can go get that free audio book at five strategies.co that's the number five strategies.co excellent and i will also make sure that the information and your contact information is shared on my website which is drdianethompson.com and also on my social media i really thank you so much for coming on and for sharing your information. As I said, over the years, I've seen folks where people have gone through less than what you've gone through, and it's completely destroyed them. And so those moments when I'm able to see someone who's able to rise despite all of that, it really touches my soul. And and I know that there's someone else who's listening in who probably was struggling a lot and your success means for them that they can get up and they can rebuild. So thank you for doing that. And not only just taking care of yourself, but now being out there helping someone else to make it. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for having me and allowing me to do that. Excellent. All right. Thank you so much. And for our listeners, thank you for listening. And as I share with you each week, your health is your wealth. So have a great evening. Thank you, Dr. Jarrett. Thank you. You have been listening to Health Talk with Dr. Diane MD on 1570 AM WIGO. If you have missed any part of this broadcast, would like to find out more about Dr. Diane A. Thompson, or would like to receive her ebook on stress, please go to drdianethompson.com. That's drdianethompson.com. And like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Thompson. Remember, your health is your wealth. So do something healthy for yourself. Have a great evening. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.